This is the Horse Radio Network. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1400, brought to you by Wintech Saddles. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horses in the Morning podcast, where show co-hosts Glenn and Jamie are joined by farrier Daisy Bicking, and they're going to have a little chat about club foot. What is it? Why does it happen? Should we be concerned? And we'll get right to our tip after we hear from our sponsor, Wintech Saddles. Wintech has been combining world-leading innovations and high-tech materials into lightweight, weatherproof, easy-care saddles for over 20 years. So it's easy to see why Wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. The comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting-edge designs, but new standards in fit, comfort, and performance. Benefits for both you and your horse. For example, wide fit is no worry now. With the Wintech 2000 All-Purpose and Wintech Pro models now available in wide fit. And what about our much-loved off-the-track thoroughbreds and their famously tough-to-fit high withers? Wintech has them covered too with the Wintech 2000 High Wither model. I might mention right here that I've ridden in the Wintech 2000 All-Purpose saddle for years. The seat is just deep enough for a comfortable, secure fit, and the grippy seat means full seat breeches are an option, not a necessity. Plus, it's well-balanced, so legs and seats stay where they should. Check out the entire Wintech line of saddles at wintech-saddles.com or visit your local retailer and sit in one today. Um, well, we are going to talk to Farrier Daisy Bicking of Daisy Haven Farm and talk about Clubfoot. Hey, Daisy, it's Jamie and Glenn, and you are on the air. How the heck are you? I'm fantastic. It's so great to talk to you all. Wonderful. You guys? We're great. We're great. Um, wonderful to talk to you, too. And um, we're talking about something that I'm actually dealing with right now, which is the horse with the club foot. Now, I adopted one horse and didn't really know what it, what a club foot was years ago. And I got him all the way up through training level eventing. And he went on to be a hunter after that. And he had a club foot. And then I bought a horse on the racetrack, which you couldn't see his feet because they were in the dirt and uh, bring him home. And I'm like, Oh, that's a club foot. And he went on to be a show jumper, but now I have one that has a club foot and he's a little special. So talk to everybody about (laughs) what, the club foot is in a horse. Sure. Well, there are so many different ideas about what causes club foot and what a club foot technically is. Um, You know, you can talk about differences in angle between two feet. You can talk about specific pathologies or, or problems that are associated with a foot. But to me, it's about how the foot distorts, if that makes sense, how the foot appears, its actual appearance. And some horses are born with a different shaped bone and some club feet we think are acquired. So they can look a little different, but a club foot is basically uh, quite upright in its appearance. It might be boxy, might have like straight sides. Um, it often has a very flat sole and um, a, a big dish maybe on the front of the foot. Sometimes they also have toe cracks. That's very common with club feet, which can be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess I would ask what causes a club foot? Well, so there you go, right? Like we all, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Um, 
I think that some horses are really born with different shaped bones. Um, I personally had a horse where his, um, he, we had radiographs from when he was very tiny and he actually had one bigger bone and one smaller bone. And the bigger bone ended up being his flatter foot and the smaller bone ended up being his upright foot. Some think mm. um, there's some studies that were done that show that breeds with um, shorter faces or if they have a short neck, they can't reach the ground as well. Um, and that can lead to a club foot because of exaggerated grazing posture. You know, huh. one foot forward, one foot back. Yeah. That's an idea. Um, personally, I do think it is mainly driven by how the horse uses its body. So if a horse has, say, a, an exaggerated feeding stance where one foot is forward and one foot is back all the time, that is an inappropriate compensation on the part of the horse. They should switch feet when they graze, so one foot forward, one foot back, and then switch. But a lot of them just rock back and forth. If you watch them in the pasture, they rock back and forth between a front foot and a, hind, a back foot on the front that are always in that same position. And then you'll get... Um, You'll get the feet growing and developing and maintaining in a way based on how they use their foot. Okay. Um, now, does that, does that make sense? It does. It does. Uh, and what I would like to say is that I have this horse here. His name is Kona and he's a foster and he, his club foot is also very, very back at the knee. Um, yeah. So the, the, that makes sense that he would leave that, but can I just go out there and be like, listen, dude, you got to switch it up. How do I communicate well, to him that that's not appropriate? Yeah. yeah. So, so my thoughts about, um, how to positively impact the confirmation of the foot, uh, is based on the work of Dr. Judith Shoemaker. You may or may not have heard of her. She's a fabulous holistic veterinarian who's in Nottingham, Pennsylvania. And what, what we talk about, she's my mentor, and what we talk about is that the biggest influence into how the foot grows and develops is how the horse stands and how it uses its body all day long. It really doesn't move around that much, maybe wandering around the pasture or um, some work under saddle, but predominantly horses kind of stand around. And that was um, validated by the work of Brian Hansen who is a PhD researcher in um, Australia where domesticated horses just don't really move that much. He put GPS trackers on them. That was pretty neat. And so the, um, the idea that the biggest influence into that horse is how it stands means that, yes, if you can get the horse to stand a different way, it's going to stimulate its feet to grow differently because of stance and load and gravity. The trick is how to do that. Yeah, right. I was going to say, so, so, so what do I do? Okay, so what, um, what we do is we look at specific ratios of the feet. Um, and, and from the farrier perspective, trimming um, and shoeing if necessary to achieve a balance around the center of rotation of the hoof capsule. Um, and then we also look at the balance of the dentistry since uh, teeth influence so much of how the horse perceives balance with its TMJ and its atlas occiput being highly innervated for balance. So we look at, at dentistry in a critical way. And then also using good body rehabilitation techniques. Um, Dr. Shoemaker has 
a specific protocol she personally uses called postural rehabilitation. And she has a number of practitioners that she's trained around the world. Um, but just even some basic, uh, good solid chiropractic body work, um, getting your horse, like feeding your horse up off the ground. If they have a propensity to stand a certain way and you see them standing like that, ask them to stand differently. Ideally, you want that horse to stand square when they're at rest uh, with a can with cannon bones perpendicular to the ground. So you can ask the horse to stand that way. Um, if you feed them up off the ground, it's a little bit less time that they're standing in that habituated pattern because it's all about how the circulation in the foot happens. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so I could lift his hay, put it in a hay bag. He already eats his grain off the ground. So the, now to go back a little bit, I used to be a veterinary technician for a lameness specialist when I lived in Georgia. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that we did when the horses were young that looked like they were going to have club freedom already did. Yeah. I remember yeah. we would do a, a check. We would cut check one ligament. of the des yep. Yeah. Yep. So talk about that. Check ligament desmotomy. Yep. Yep. So you can, I mean, in really severe cases, um, you can absolutely uh, cut the check ligament, which controls the tension on the deep digital flexor tendon and the position of the coffin bone in the hoof capsule. Um, you can also, um, in extreme cases, I've been involved with some horses where they actually did cut the deep digital flexor tendon. Um, but of course, then you're concerned about performance issues. So the rehab of those interventions is just as important as the decision to do them. Mm -hmm. um, but they can be very successful. Um, the other thing that you can do when they're, when they're little, when the foals are little, I know some of the veterinarians I work with, um, will give, um, like medications like uh, tetracycline to the really young foals if they're really looking club-footed because it will help relax some of those tendons. Mm -hmm. um, and then as a farrier, a lot of times with the little baby ones, when they're just developing, we can put a little bit of a toe extension on them. And that will also help get the tendons to lengthen and get the foot to develop in a different position. But you have to be really careful because their feet change so quickly and so so rapidly developing through those first couple of months, you're really changing what you're doing with the feet every like 10 days to two weeks at the most. Mm -hmm. So, so any way that we look at it, uh, it's going to cost us <laughs> some money. Um, which, which again, like you said, the performance uh, is, is having a club, foot. a actually before I ask you that, is, is it something that has to be taken care of when they're young or can it be fixed and addressed when they're older? I think it just depends on whether you have an associated lameness issue. So if you have the ability to intervene when they're younger, sure, it would be ideal not to get into a situation where you have <clears throat> extreme club feet. But if it's a mild situation, you might give it time and monitor, you know, with appropriate supervision from your vet and your farrier. Um, on the other hand, if you have an older horse who is having lameness issues because of their club foot, then you need a, um, a team between your vet and your farrier to help you decide how much intervention needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a horse with a mild club foot um, and they're sound and they're working symmetrically, because sometimes it can also be a mechanical lameness where they're just striding shorter on the club foot than they are on their flatter foot. 
if you truly have a lameness issue, one of the biggest complications of club foot is they also get associated laminitis. In the club foot or in the opposite foot? In the club foot, because they have tension, too much tension or, or contracture from the deep digital flexor apparatus, because we know tendons don't really contract. The muscle is what is what is doing the contracture, or they have a compensatory issue in their, say, in their shoulders, and they're really, you know, cringing, or we call it flexor withdrawal. Um, if you ever, you know, touch a hot stove and you pull your hand back and you say, ouch, and you hold your hand close to your body, that's flexor withdrawal. So when they have that tension, sometimes there's associated discomfort on the actual tendon surface, the attachment to the bone, or the dorsal lamini, because there's pulling, excessive pulling happening or shortening happening in that limb. And so what you end up getting is a pain cycle where the lamina are being damaged, the bone pointing down too much is being um, modeled in a way where the circulation at the toe is being compressed because of excess load, because of the position of the bone and the way the horse uses the foot. And so you can get caught into a bit of a cycle of the horse damaging its own foot. And then if they have pain, then they start withdrawing even more and it's a slippery slope. So it just depends if you have a managed club foot, which is a foot that has characteristics of a club foot, but isn't causing any current lameness issues or unevenness in performance that would require intervention. I say, leave it alone. If on the other hand, you're, you know, if you have radiographs and the foot is showing signs of inflammation chronically and breaking down, well, then you need to intervene. So with a horse, like the one that I have right now, I mean, obviously he he has some other issues as well. Being back at the knee is one of them. Um, but if, if I went to look at a horse to buy and I saw that it had a club foot and it was like the last one that I had was a successful, you know, racehorse eight years old that had been running on a club foot and was sound. Does that scare you off from purchasing or is that something you just realize you may have to manage later in the future? What do you do? So the first thing I would do if I had a horse that had significant high, low problems or had club feet um, or a club foot, I would absolutely recommend that that would be a horse that you would not purchase without having radiographs and a pre-purchase exam done on the feet. Because a lot of the thoroughbreds, especially that this problem is pretty rampant in them. um, They are very stoic and they're very like, they just manage themselves and keep in mind when they're racing, their adrenaline is on high Mm. and horses are pre-wired to, for fight or flight. Right. So if their foot hurts, they're just going to blow through it when they're racing down the track. So sometimes those feet can be really messed up and the horse can actually look sound until their adrenaline lets down when they come off the track and they're given cookies and somebody loves them. And then all of a sudden they're showing that that foot's really a problem. So you would absolutely want to have that animal evaluated by professionals, whether it's the vet coming and doing radiographs and then maybe even consulting with the farrier you're planning on using and saying, do you, you know, in your experience, would you anticipate that this is going to be something that's going to be difficult to manage? The horse is sound right now. It's been sound. You know, what do you think? And get some input from your team. Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, I know Glenn's got something to ask you. This has been great information. Where can people go uh, to find you and to ask more questions if they have any? Thanks. Yeah. So I have my website, which is daisyhavenfarm.com. 
I also have a school that I teach from. The website for the school is um, integrativehoofschool.com. I'm on Facebook um, and other social media as well. And, you know, I'm always happy to talk foot with people. I love it. Well, you also have a Patreon, I noticed. Yes, I do. Yes, absolutely. I have a Patreon, which is on advanced um, pathologies and advanced glue techniques to help horses. Um, and that is uh, patreon.com backslash Daisy Bicking. Thank then, you. So if you're really a geek into horse feet, then that's where you want to be right there. Patreon. Account. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's all the unusual stuff that I get to work on that I do case studies and, and share how to information on and how Carly I work has with lots them. of gross pictures. So I'm not joining. And that wraps it up. You can find links to today's guests and topics at horsetipdaily.com, where you will find 1,399 other episodes of Horse Tip Daily. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of Wintech Saddles and listeners like you. If you're not a Patreon listener and help support the Horse Radio Network programming, you need to head on over to horsetipdaily.com and click on the Become an Auditor tab. All the information you need to know is right there. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>